0: Earlier this year, I had the opportunity to work with Cartoon Network and Shapeshifters Production. I would like to thank Adam, David and Levi for working with me on the day. It was fun working with them. I also had the chance to interview Zach Bauer from the Australian Reptile Park on the Central Coast. This huge project allowed me to produce three episodes for you today. I hope you enjoy my interview with Zach Bauer, part one. And today we are doing an interview with Zach Bauer. It's a pleasure to have Zach here. Zach, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Do you mind telling us a bit about your job?
1: Yeah. So uh, I've been in the, uh, the animal industry or the zoo industry for over 11 years now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So a uh, fairly long time now and I get to take care of a huge range of uh, reptiles.
0: I've seen you on Instagram extracting venom from snakes, so how does that work and what snakes do you do it on?
1: So I primarily work with Australian venomous snakes. Uh, we play with some of the most toxic ones found anywhere on the planet, the eastern brown, coastal taipan, the tiger snake, the death adder and the king brown. And uh, part of my job is extracting a bit of venom so that we can secure anti-venom for Australia, so snake bite medicine.
0: Hmm. So, how does, it, how does it work? What do you do to extract the venom?
1: So, we get a, a little glass jar, we put a little bit of plastic over the top and uh, snakes aren't stupid animals, but they don't want to bite the jar, they want to bite me. So your finger's the target, at the last minute you do the old switcheroo, get your finger out the road and the snake bites onto the jar. We collect the venom and then uh, we process it and send it off down to a place in Melbourne called Bio-CSL or Securus and uh, they make it into snake bite medicine.
0: That's very, very interesting. Um, so, how, so how do you find these snakes and how careful do you have to be?
1: So we actually breed them all there. Uh, so we, uh, we get the, most, uh, the best yielding or the best, uh, best snakes for delivering venom. Uh, we then put them together and we hope for the best. They produce lots of little babies and uh, they're gonna be awesome as well. But we have to be so careful up there Uh, It is extremely dangerous work, but uh, it's very, very rewarding. We get to save lives.
0: I heard this thing about sharks that when young sharks, they don't know how to turn around and bite. Is that the same thing with snakes?
1: No, no, no. Straight out of the egg, snakes can bite. Uh, They know exactly what they need to be doing. Uh, Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to eat anything. So, yeah, straight out of the egg or straight out of mum, they're uh, they're ready to go.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in Komodo dragons, so can you please tell me a bit about them?
1: So, the Komodos is the largest rept- uh, largest lizards on the planet. Uh, we're very, very lucky to have a few here uh, on the central coast at uh, the Reptile Park. Um, but they can get over 3 metres in length and up to 100 kilos. So that's about my size, but another metre in length on top of me. So absolutely huge animals. And uh, they have a venom, and the venom is actually in two glands under the bottom of the jaw. Uh, which they use to, uh, to get some prey. Now, they can take on huge animals, uh, anything up to the size of a water buffalo, which can Goodness. be up to a 1,000 kilos, a small, a small car.
0: So, how dangerous is the venom that they produce?
1: So, the venom from a Komodo isn't actually all that bad. It's, uh, it's fairly nasty, but it's not as bad as what we'd think a snake would be. Uh, so, the Komodo dragon's venom, all it does is uh, thins out the blood in the animal so that they keep bleeding and that way the, the Komodo will grab the animal, they'll follow it around, and then uh, eventually it's, uh, it's dinner time.
0: Would you mind sharing with us one of your favorite reptiles?
1: So one of my favorite reptiles is actually one that you showed me in the book there, and it's the Gaboon Viper. Now the Gaboon Viper has uh, the longest fangs of any, uh, any venomous snake on the planet.
0: Goodness.
1: And uh, they can be up to 1.8 meters in length, so my length, uh, but thankfully they're not found here in Australia.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you mind sharing with us one of your least favourite reptiles?
1: Oh, one of my least favourite reptiles Uh, would be... If you even
0: have one, of course. Yeah,
1: it's pretty hard to have a least favourite one. I think I love them all pretty much equally, but there's a couple of standouts.
0: Would you mind sharing one of them with us?
1: Yeah, yeah. so one of my other favourite ones here in Australia uh, is the Diamond Python. Now, absolutely stunning. We find them right here on the Central Coast, and uh, in my opinion, the Central Coast has got the best looking ones found anywhere. They're really, <laughs> really yellow, and uh, they're absolutely stunning animals. Now, when they're born, they're about that long and they're brown, almost kind of uh, lo- looks like a little stick cruising around. And as they get longer and longer, they turn into this gorgeous yellow and black animal. Uh, they're found right all through the bushland that you'll see behind us as well.
0: My mum asked a question, and she asked what was the difference between a diamond python and a carpet python? Yep. So what is the difference between those two snakes?
1: Uh, so they're just a different um, subspecies. So it's a bit like having uh, a labrador and a golden retriever. Very similar, but they're just slightly different. So your diamond python is uh, found the most south in Australia. Your carpet pythons tend to be found from about Coffs Harbour and then all the way up the east coast. but you find carpets throughout all of Australia as well, so you can find some Centralian ones, like a bread light and they're out in the middle.
0: Do you, ha- is there any appearance differences between them?
1: Yeah, the carpet pythons vary hugely in colour. Your diamond pythons, you get these beautiful little rosettes, little golden or yellow rosettes on them, all throughout the snake, whereas your carpet pythons have these big, nice mottled areas, so they blend into kind of rainforesty areas, uh, whereas your diamond python blends into, like, the mottled lighting coming through the leaves.
0: So what is, what has been your most dangerous experience being a reptile handler?
1: So I work with venomous snakes specifically, um, and uh, one of the most dangerous things that we deal with is some of the the naughtier animals who are quite willing to bite. Now as well as that we know that they give lots and lots of venom, even more than their wild counterparts so a normal one would, uh, so it is quite dangerous having to deal with that and the prospect of a bite happening, but thankfully I'm pretty good at what I do and uh, we don't have many close calls. What would,
0: you, what, would you, what would you say as a more naughtier species, what kind of snakes would you call those?
1: Oh, definitely uh, the more naughty species is your eastern browns. So uh, they tend to be really nervous animals and, uh, and very willing to kind of stand up and try and scare you away. And that's all snakes ever try and do. Uh, the other one that's uh, pretty cheeky is uh, the coastal taipans. So really nasty when they want to be. And uh, they're very, uh, very switched on, very intelligent animals as well. So they can, uh, they can try and bluff their way out of situations really, really well.
0: What would you call a calmer species of uh, reptiles? The
1: calmer ones, your children's pythons, diamond pythons are really, really calm. And of course, most of your smaller lizards, bearded dragons, blue tongues, shinglebacks, all those little gorgeous ones tend to be really nice and calm and friendly.
0: What would you say is your favourite experience being a reptile handler?
1: Oh, one of my favorite experiences of all times was when I first got to work with a big saltwater crocodile so salty's largest reptile on the planet absolutely huge and uh, demand a lot of respect
0: mm-hmm. How, what did you what was your experience with the saltwater crocodile?
1: Uh, so I actually got to, uh, to help feed him and uh, when he comes out he looks absolutely massive and uh, I was able to sneak a little bit of food in before he uh, tried to get onto my leg) <laughs>
0: So, what do you know the difference between a freshwater and a saltwater?
1: Yeah, there's lots of difference between a freshwater crocodile and a saltwater crocodile. The main one is food and what they want to eat. Uh, Saltwater crocodiles get absolutely massive, well over five metres if they want to, which is about the same length as a big car. Now, uh, at that size, he can eat pretty much whatever he wants. He can eat uh, cows and horses and people and (laughs) anything, they're massive. But a freshwater crocodile only gets to about three and a half metres. only about a metre longer than me, but they only want to eat fish. So even if fully grown, he only wants to eat a fish about that big. Now it's for a big still a very
0: big fish.
1: Oh, it's still a big fish, but he's a big crocodile. Uh, whereas a big saltwater crocodile, that's not enough food for him. So he'd have to eat something big, and he wants to eat a mammal, so like a cow or, a, or something along the edge of the water, a wild pig or something like that.
0: So I noticed in the name between salt and fresh, does that mean the saltwater crocodiles can live in saltier waters and the fresh waters have to live in fresh water?
1: That's exactly right. So your freshwater crocodiles live right up the river system where there's no tidal influx. So when the tides come in and out, they bring salt water in. But your saltwater crocodiles, they can live up there as well, but they can tolerate salt. So there's actually been some saltwater crocodiles seen or tracked swimming from the top of Australia right up into Papua New Guinea which is a couple of hundred k's straight north across open water, uh, so they can tolerate the salt, which is really, really cool. But the names are a bit deceiving. You can get (laughs) saltwater crops in fresh, unfortunately.